I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. This week, our guest is Eric Barnes, actor, writer, comedian, and host of the Raging Joy podcast, Eric Barnes. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having. Eric, did you buy any toys this week? Yeah, I did. Um, I... I don't subscribe to uh, to brand loyalty. I just like what I like, and I like some of the Funkos. And I got myself a Hot Topic exclusive in the mail of the Joker as depicted in Scott Snyder's Death of a Family. Oh. So it's, uh, if you haven't read it, this version of the Joker, because he's been redone so many times, and I just have a shit ton of, like, Joker and Batman Funkos just as it's essentially wall art. <laughs> um, and this version of the Joker, he's wearing a mechanics jumpsuit. And he had his face cut off and re-stapled back onto his head sloppily. So it is creepy as shit. It's and great. I love it. Yeah. So that's what I got. And I also got... Um, they. There was also a limited edition Batman Funko of... The first appearance of Batman with the fold, the folded arms, purple gloves, weird akimbo ears. Oh yeah, it's for the all anniversary. That. That's up. yeah, a lot of those first yeah. appearance ones. I mm-hmm. love them. Yeah, are, are we on another Batman anniversary? It's uh the thirtieth for eighty nine. Yep. Can I well, start it's also nineteen thirty nine as well. <laughs> There's that, too. Yeah, there's that anniversary Nonsense. as well. Nonsense. Yeah, not only is it the 30th anniversary of 89, it's also the 80th anniversary yeah. of Batman just being around. Being in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Batman. <laughs> uh, Blake, did you buy any toys this week? I did. I also got a Funko Pop that I forgot that I had pre-ordered and was so happy I did, and it's the uh, Bulbasaur from Pokemon. Mm, <laughs> all right. Is the best starter Pokemon of all the generations. And I... Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, I'll stay. I'll die on this hill. Okay. It's a debate I've had many times in my life. But it's great because all of the Pokemon, I feel, lend themselves very well to Funko's art direction. Because they're all... Well, they're all like round and... Right. You know, uh, polite dopey. I guess. Yeah. What a I'm trying to think of a nice way to like cute like cutesy dopey looking like it, oh, you know, you're a violent monster that I use for monster cockfighting, but you're cute. So that makes it okay. Pretty much. They have masked dogfighting with friendship as the theme in most <laughs> yeah. of those movies. They fight because they love you. Yeah. Um but that's great. So you guys both bought Funko Pops. I, 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 like I said, I don't subscribe to brand loyalty. I just, I, that's just what happened this week. I understand. What did you get this week? Did you buy toys this week, Justin? I did. Yeah, what'd you get? What'd you get? I, after a, a dry spell, mm. uh, I finally was able to buy a toy this week. Mm-hmm. I found the uh, WWE NXT mm-hmm. UK oh. Pete Dunne. Ah, that's figure. a good one. Nicely done. And it took some doing. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it has been a long time since I actually had to, like, pull out all the stops to find a figure. But this figure is a, a Target exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's one per case. Um, and, 
Look, I'm not going to jump to conclusions, but I'm assuming there's a lot of uh, non-Pete Dunn fans picking up the Pete Dunn. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing them go on eBay for 100 bucks, 150 Retail on them is $20. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I but I am a gigantic fan of Pete Dunn. I also enjoy Pete Dunn's work. Uh, he's a guy I've been following for years. I Same. always wanted a Pete Dunn figure. And this figure is in a very similar costume to when I saw him live for the first time at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Mm-hmm. And where we met, I where think. We, yeah, where we met. Yeah. yeah, we met at PWG. Yeah. Uh, and I was just dying to get this figure. So I started getting up in the morning and going to Target every morning. And uh, I started using the Pop Finder, which is mm-hmm. this website that um, somehow tracks the stock of what's in stock at all of the stores. That's uh, insane, but you awesome. You think that Target.com would have that, but alas. Right, it doesn't. Yeah, you can't That's get that so info weird. on Target's website. And I used to use a site called BrickSeek that was set up for Lego finding, mm. but you can put in any SKU or DPCI number and search for stock. Uh, and BrickSeek stopped being as like reliable, but now there's this Pop Finder, which is an app set up for finding pops, but you can again also use Ske- any just SKU, whatever any SKU, DPCI. Yeah. Uh, so I started using it to track the stock of the WWE elites at Target, and uh, uh, last Sunday I was able to grab them in Glendale by following the the tracker. All right, you you deserved it just based solely off of driving to Glendale alone. <laughs> yes. Oh, I almost couldn't find. Yeah, my I know way this back. is local LA humor, everybody, but trust me, it's it. Uh, oh, Glendale. Oof. They got the Colorado exit on the five closed going north. The whole thing's insane. Oh, so it's, you're ruined. <laughs> well, that's the end of it. That's sort of the end of it. Well, if it's not that, it's the fact that they refuse to update their parking meters to take more than just change. They I, and they're rust. They look like the pride of seventy one. It's right. They're bad. They're oh, yeah. terrible. Don't go to Glendale, everybody. Yeah, I had no to go. offense to had Glendale. To go. Yeah. I had to go, and uh, I did it. I'm very happy. I uh, and now <laughs> I, I I lived off of the happiness of finding the Pete Dunn for about two days, mm-hmm. and then, and the void appeared again. Yes, yeah. and now I am beginning to panic about the next exclusive, which is Sensational Sherry. Now you know why I stopped. Like outright collecting WWE toys because I used to have uh, like Hunt Down, damn near everything, the Jack specific, uh, the Hasbro ones, just whatever and however, didn't matter the condition, just to have them. And then more of them came in and I just had to have them. And then it's just different versions of my favorite wrestler, so I had to have them. And now it's, it just became this giant plastic monster, always yearning for more. But I had, I just, uh, I'm 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 turned into the toy collector version of a heroin addict that just does that quit heroin is off of methadone and just does weed. That's sort of where I'm at right now in my toy collecting. And I I would say I'm similar except uh every couple of months I have to party. <laughs> no, here's the deal. You cut down on your heroin usage and can do it. I tried that and failed so many times. I'm like, no, I have to go untouched for forever for the rest of my life. 
It's just the way, it's just the way it is for me, toy wise. Yeah, I'm I am hooked on the Mattel WWEs. There's they're very uh, good. There's no breaking me out of this. And uh, but they're just going. To, there's just so many. That's the other thing well, too. I'm, I'm not a completist. Oh, I that's the problem. I am. Oh, see that? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like so. I'm. I am not a completist on any toy line anymore. Mm. I just. I. I can't. How can you? Yeah. Unless you're Jeff Bezos, how can you? And I used Nowadays. to be like for years. I kept up to date with Star Wars. Like I had every Star Wars toy up until like I had an Alfred action figure. Oh, yeah, I still do. A- Alfred. The butler. He didn't have special butling abilities. He was man in a tuxedo. There's something about an action figure of just an old man that I oh, really I've enjoy. Oh, I have Sam and Twitch for yeah. the very same reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of old men in uh, Hasbro's uh, Indiana Jones line. Yeah. I yeah. love all of those. Well, that entire here. franchise is just becoming old men. Yeah. <laughs> With gout mind. action, uh, <laughs> right. in action, I should say. No, uh, yeah, this but, this this way that they're and I feel bad for the people that are completists of the WWE line because the way that they're doing it, and I don't know, maybe it'll work, maybe it'll work. Uh, Blake, I know you know nothing about this, and I'm I assuming don't. there's some people listening that don't. So it's fine. This I'm is gonna, for us now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to explain large so they, uh, um, large gingers that love wrestling <laughs> with beards. So they've. Mattel recently decided to try something different with getting some of the more obscure characters released. Uh, it, you, they used to have these lines that were like full lines that were exclusive to Walmart and Target. But there's been massive distribution problems and the figures just haven't been getting in the hands of everyone. So they came up with this idea that they'll mix store exclusives into the regular Line, okay. So, Target with every regular release of wrestling figures that Target gets, there's a Target exclusive in there, and then there's one that's exclusive to Walmart. And uh, like I said, I'm not a completist. I'm also not a person that just buys stuff because it's rare. Like I only buy the wrestlers that I really love and have like a connection to. That's what I do now too. Yeah, <laughs> it just so happens. That in this first year of them releasing these store exclusives, four of them are four of my all-time favorite wrestlers and at the top of my list of people who I wanted figures from. Who who are the four? uh, Bob Backlund. Okay. Which I was able to get because they accidentally put him on WWE's website. Whoops. So I was able to buy him. Nice. And he just came in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Pete Dunn, which I tracked down. Uh-huh. And now the next one, Sensational Sherry. Okay. And, uh, man, I've talked about this before on the podcast. The one after that is Pat Patterson. Wow. <laughs> and Those are your top four? <laughs> Well, those are deep pulls, bud. From what's not being hasn't been released. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. all right. Like that makes those sense were now. like yeah. Sherry, Pat Patterson now, was is this number like, one, right next to like a Tommy, like a good classic Tommy. Right. Well, now, would now is this Pat Pat? Like I haven't seen any of the models for this. Is this Pat Patterson? Like back when he was wrestling, or is this Pat Patterson guy with a cigarette and with? Well, you see, With my friend, poor French accent. That would—that's what makes voice. this uh, so amazing. Oh, 
It's both. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. So. And same with can, Bob Backlund. Is it old Bob Backlund plus crazy-ass Bob? It's just the 94 Bob Backlund. Sold. But that's what I wanted anyway. Yeah, because yeah. Because I, I like building up that new yeah. generation. Like, <laughs> uh, So the, the Pat Patterson... Um, and God, we're really losing non-wrestling people here. I, I swear uh, it'll only take one more minute. Everybody. Pat Patterson was a wrestler in the 70s that went on to become one of the most, uh, I won't say famous because there's really not fame in it, prolific, I'll say. One, one, of, the, one of the most respected backstage bookers yeah, and uh, matchmakers. Yeah, writer. Uh, producer. Producer. They keep changing their, his title, yeah. all, all their titles over backstage. Uh, but. So this figure, you can either uh, have him as a wrestler from the 70s, uh-huh. or he comes like with Like they changed torsos? Well, he comes with an alternate head and outfit oh. so that you can do... Uh, the um, uh, what were they called with him and Briscoe? Uh, oh, uh, the do Stooges the scenes? Stooges, you can okay. do the Stooge. Okay, so and I mean it's like it's episode specific. The Stooge, <laughs> yeah. So this, so again for non wrestling fans, oh god, trying to explain wrestling is just the hardest fucking thing. <laughs> let's let's is, that's uh, for another so podcast. absurd. It's so this guy who was a then in his sixties and seventies. Became a backstage writer, also became like an on-screen comedic character. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as a stooge to the corporation. You know how De Niro. <laughs> you know how De Niro was a highly respected actor, and then he did The Intern, right, and various other things. Think of it like that. That type of but De, but De, career. De Niro would have still been writing great films. Oh yeah, he still right. would have been just writing great films. He's just not not in them. Yeah. Not directing him either. He would just... Uh, as always, I've spent too much time talking about Pat Patterson. <laughs> Every podcast, this is a problem. You're always talking about Pat Patterson. It really is. But uh, any any fan of the Royal Rumble needs to give him credit because yeah. he invented the match. He created so, the Royal fun, Rumble. There's been your and, fun fact, Blake. Yep. Great. Blake, what do you think the Royal Rumble is? Yeah. It's uh, probably a very regal match. No. No. <laughs> But there have been a king. There's been a king or two involved. Yeah. See, throughout the past <laughs> thirty plus years of it. Uh, so I, I'm curious to get back to the Funko Pop. Mm. Uh, well, before we do, because I know you're not. If too anyone big out of a there fan. finds a sensational sherry, ah. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up on social media. Um, well, I, 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 here's the thing. I wasn't a fan either at the beginning, but please. I have a love-hate relationship with the Funko Pops. Mm. I have a bunch of them. <laughs> They're now like, I just rearranged the apartment and how I display the figures the other day. And now there's like, a, I have a ton of Funko Pops up in the apartment mm-hmm. because they're reflective of the like kind of stuff I want around me right now while I'm working on certain projects. Mm. So, like, I have the Wayne's World Pops out, and I have my Little Shop of Horrors Pops out and stuff like that. Uh, I'm curious, what is your relationship with the Pops? Which ones do you buy? Which ones don't you? What draws you to a Pop? I I first thought that they were dumb. Uh, But... I forget which one it was. It probably was started when they started doing wrestling ones because I love having the contrast of styles of like 
I like The Undertaker, right? He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I have an old school Hasbro Undertaker. I have a Jack Specific Undertaker. I have uh, one of the Mattel Undertakers. Of various, I have various different types of Undertaker figures. So why not add the pop vinyl just to kind of uh, go along with the theme? And that's sort of what has happened is that I'm getting like, oh, you know, I got this He-Man pop to match up with my other He-Man figure. Or um, like I have two... Bebop and Rocksteady are my favorite, like, uh, idiot henchmen duo of all time. So I have various figures of their various incarnations of various sizes, including their Funkos. So I, they're kind of cool in terms of putting them together. And plus they're affordable by comparison. Like, I can get, uh, at the time, not anymore because it was rare, you, get a, you could get a Jay and Silent Bob or Big Lebowski, the dude, and, uh, and Walter pair them up together they look nice on a shelf and uh and i love those movies and i love those characters and each one was only like no more than 12 15 bucks if that compared to the very hyper customized like special i don't even know the name of the brand of the collectible company that made them figures which it's like okay the dude is like 36 dollars or more now that it's even older and rarer so it's like, well, I can represent my fandom up there without, you know, breaking the bank. Uh, so, and it's kind of just exploded from there because they are everywhere. They, and now that, and they match up other aesthetics to my apartment. So, you know, I can look at the Funkos over here for wrestling, which transfers to the GI Joes, which transfers to the whatever, or have this, this is my fandom up there. These are my favorite characters and they all look like they belong together because they have the same aesthetic. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's my long-winded answer for that. No, nope, that's perfect. I think you summed it up. Uh, well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I'm but, yeah. kind of the opposite, where I'm buying just characters that aren't made as other action figures. There you go. But every now and then, I'll buy like it's been a, it's a been an off and on. I mean, it's more of a. Uh, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of ones that they haven't created, like, really properly good action. Like, I like I enjoy uh, Steven Universe, mm. and um, I'm trying to think of other, and Mad Max Fury Road, and there, were, there are pops for that, and there weren't a lot of regular-ass action figures that are available uh, just on retail that were under $25. So, right. boom, got it, done, stick it move it and my home is a giant comic book store anyway because i love comic books and uh it just looks good on a shelf like you have all those rows of books and all that and the funko pops just kind of are nice little things to kind of uh accent them it's it's really nerd interior design is what it is yeah Yeah. for me man you know the undertaker is a great character to collect and display because he's had so many different like variations of the character yeah different incarnations different looks different ages because he's been forever for 30 years it's kind of and and same with batman that's the reason why i have all the these different batman funkos because there's so many like there's the 89 version there's the batfleck version there's the this era of comic books version the adam west version uh, the version that I was talking about from the 30s. 
There's a Jim Lee version. There's one from Arkham Asylum. And that's the thing, too, is I can honor all these generations of Batman through one toy line. I like that aspect of it, too, that you can get the history of a character and just every kind of snapshot of what they've done and been. And I feel like a lot of other figure lines don't always have that. They kind of stick to either one area or one place. Or it is, there were 1989 toys for Batman, and then there were Christopher Nolan ones, but they're not really the same or the same scale or the same aesthetic. And Mm -hmm. it is nice to have the animated series at 89 and 39 and every comic line you can imagine. It turns into this weird pop culture mosaic Yeah, up there. And it's very cool. Um, Yeah, the Undertaker, Blake... uh, Is the Batman of of wrestling, really. (laughs) Yeah, how much do you know about the Undertaker? He's a character I know a lot more about than other ones, so Mm -hmm. still not much. So he started as like an Old West-type Undertaker. Yeah. Who may or may not have been a zombie. Yeah, may or may not have been a zombie. And then Never outright confirmed, but... (laughs) Was put in a coffin and his spirit ascended, and then a fake Undertaker showed up. And then the real one came back, but he had purple gloves. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, est- mark of to establish dominance and, and regality. Yeah. Um, so you got to get the purple. You got to get the purple. Got to get the purple. Right. Uh, and then he slowly transformed into a, like, demonic cult leader and started doing, like, oh, I skipped the part where his dead... Brother, yes, his his brother that fire that w- who apparently was never burned at all, and it was all a psychosomatic thing. But that's a different, of course, story. So that's kind of that's like, Kane's story. <laughs> you can not. put those with your Undertaker collection since yeah. he's the brother and he's part of the lore, right. along with like Paul Bear. So then he became a demonic entity, uh, and then he came. He returned to life. And he was just like a biker, but he was like a uh, at shit first, kicking Texan. Essentially. Yeah, but before sure. he was like a, a leather coat wearing, like matrixy well, type was, biker. He was sort of a warlock uh, in between there. Yeah, and now, then he became like a rednecky biker. Then an MMA version of the of the of the south of the western, and then back to the, being an the MMA timey, and then a uh, full. Yeah. Then he, now and I would biker a little bit again, sort of. I would say nowadays he's more of an MMA warlock based on his. He has a mohawk. He has the gloves. He does striking. He does holds. But he walks in wearing just this this cloak with that has all these different like demonic fringes and I don't know. It's just weird. I think they played around a little bit back in his cult leader days of. Vince McMahon saying, oh, he had this gimmick for a while that I gave him, and now he believes he is this mm. debt, like he's psychotic and not, like and became more of a Manson-type uh, archetype in that he now believes he is this, uh, demo- this leader of a demonic cult, that he is a zombie, that he is all these things, even though he's a dude, it's, which it's, is fine. I, I probably have... 50 Undertaker figures? Something like that, yeah. Not enough. They're not <laughs> enough. There never will be. They still have not made, like, all of his different, 
like incarnations, Jesus. different sne- yeah, different sneers, all that stuff. And I'm 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 still I'm dying. I'm dying for him. <laughs> yeah, I can never get enough. When it comes to the Mattel figures, Undertaker, Macho Man, mm. I'll buy every single one. There'll be no end to like they're so colorful. Me buying those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you have a character like that? Uh, Undertaker's one. Um, in terms of in terms of wrestlers and characters, uh, Batman is definitely one. Undertaker's definitely one. Uh, I can't. I don't know. It's so weird because I'm a fan of a lot of the side characters. Like I told you about the Bebop and Rocksteady. Also, you know, uh, this will date me, but my very first favorite cartoon was Masters of the Universe. So I have a lot of different type. But while I do have the He-Man and I do have a Skeletor because you have to, uh, I collect different versions of Stratos, of Buzz-Off, of Beast-Man, and all these other side uh, characters. Same with... um, like I have a bunch of different Jake Roberts and you know, Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. Uh, I always tend to put things together by theme. So I have just one row of pops that are all different villains, all of which are my favorite character and all that. Like, and there are certain things. It's just eh, I don't need a Goku, but I need that Piccolo. It's I'm dumb. No, it, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Where, I like, like what I like. What can I say? We keep getting better versions of these side characters. There's that too, yeah. Like there was a Beast Man that came out, I think like two years ago, the animated Beast Man. Yeah. That I felt like, wow, like I didn't know I needed another Beast Man, but I need you, another Beast Man. You never know. Plus being large and having orange hair, that kind of, I resonate with Beast Man in so many ways. <laughs> yes. Me, myself included. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm also a fan of whips, but that's a different topic for a different <laughs> podcast. I played, uh, I played Beast Man. In a uh, G.I. Joe He-Man musical at the Upright Citizens Brigade. That is the best thing I ever (laughs) heard in my entire life. Why aren't we talking about this? Did someone record it? And may I see it? You know, Hal Rudnick and I were just talking about this the other day because it was written by, it was written by Nick Weiger. That makes so much sense. It was Nick Weiger as Skeletor, me as Beast Man, Hal as Cobra Commander, Mm -hmm. and James Pumphrey as Shipwreck. And it was about a romantic relationship between Skeletor and Cobra Commander. Aww. Uh, Star-crossed yeah, lovers. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. I do not think footage of this exists. I think we spent a lot of time and effort to do it once. And <laughs> Never again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I'm right there with you on Beast Man. Yeah. Uh, Stratos as well. Yeah. Um... He's yeah. Beast Man with wings, for God's sakes. <laughs> I saw the uh, Loyal Subjects has some great, like, third stringer He-Man characters mm. coming out. Yeah. Um, that I'm tempted to pick up, even though I, I don't know. I Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll probably. <laughs> if, if, if money, if that's the thing. If, if money happens to me, then sure. After certain other things are, after certain other needs have been met, that is the that is the problem with being a freelance creative and mm-hmm. trying to collect things that are limited edition. Yeah, you oh. don't know when you're going to have money, mm-hmm. and you having money has to line up with the thing being available to purchase. Yeah, to purchase. exactly, exactly. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but. Uh, these ducktail figures, these oh, yeah, hero yeah. cross ducktail figures, 
when I had the money, like the pre-order was gone, and then I ran out of money, and then they became available. Oh. Uh, and it's just been this like it's dance. a white whale. <laughs> but one, no. day, but one day, oh, it will coming. line up, and oh, they're coming. And guess what you're gonna say? <laughs> God, that was a terrible joke. Thank <laughs> no, you for I that. I liked it. That's fine. Uh, truly, my white whale now uh-huh. is uh, this Jabba sail barge. Have you guys seen this thing? Oh, it's oh my God. enormous. It's like six feet long, right? <laughs> Do you have yeah. room in your apartment for such Does a, it anyway. a juggernaut? I'll get rid of the dogs. Speaking of which, I have a bunch of juggernauts. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's... I... This... The fact that I didn't have the money to buy this... So, okay. Back up and I'll explain what <laughs> this is. Go on. To the people that may not know. Mm. Uh, Hasbro has made a gigantic Jabba sail barge. It's not really in scale to the one in the movie, but it's as close as you're ever going to get. Uh, it's, I think, five or six feet it's, long. Yeah. It's about a foot or two deep. Mm. Uh, it has every... It's just like a dream come true toy. It may be the greatest playset vehicle I have ever ever seen and because there's no like store that would <laughs> sell something yeah that's, that's a lot of shelf space hasbro sold it directly mm-hmm. and the way that they did it is they pre-sold and then made the exact number that were sold so they wouldn't they weren't taking any risk they're not stuck with any yeah. stock and they pre-sold these things like a year and a half ago $500, which is a lot of money. Yes, it but is. every time I look at this thing, I think, that's nothing. That's cheap. This thing should be $2,000. Don't tell them that. <laughs> I, it, I feel like it's such a bargain at $500. Bucks. Uh, but when they did this pre-sale, I had no money. And right. when I say no money, I mean I literally had... <laughs> No money. Mm. Now that I'm not going to say I could afford because <laughs> I can't afford it, mm. but I have had $500. <laughs> now that you have a minimum of $500, uh, which is rent in most cities besides LA. So that's. Yeah. It's rent for the weekend at my place. Right. Jesus. Uh, I want this thing so fucking bad. <laughs> And it's driving me crazy. I cannot believe that this thing went on sale and I didn't find some way to get the money. Like, why didn't I rob a bank? Why, like, why did I not, like, go to extreme ends <laughs> to get this thing? Jeez. You could just sold it's off one of the storage units. Yeah. Crazy. I need it. Where would you put it? I don't know. This is. I haven't. I could quit showering. This, maybe no, put it in the no, shower. Please. Build like a. Like maybe you I, need to have a job I again. You must have a shower. I friend. haven't been cooking that much lately. We could just take the stove out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an item that when I saw, I was like, no, too big. It's too much. It looks incredible. And if anybody else owns it, it's how I feel about pets. I, should, I don't want a pet. 
but I want all of my friends to have them so I can go and enjoy them. I should yeah, be that yeah. friend. That's how I, yeah. I should be the barge. friend that has it so that you can come over and enjoy it, Blake. Yes. This is just for me. This is for all of us. <laughs> yeah. I, one of us has to have this. Are you, are you now suggesting right here, right now, on this podcast for a GoFundMe to purchase this? We gotta. We have to save this, the GoFundMe. Now, now, would that be the most money you've ever spent or on a toy? Five hundred dollars. Is that what is the most you have spent? That's a that's a question I have. Because I never really go past retail, and I do kind of end at like, well, a hundred dollars is going to be steep for something. Mine is the San Diego Comic Con Infinity Gauntlet from a few years ago that I think was like a hundred fifty, two hundred. Mm. The four other three and a half inch Thanos and Death and. Two others, Gamora, or not Gamora, Nebula and Star Fox. Mm. I think $450 was the most I've spent, but that was on two toys. That was on the, uh, I bought the Hot Toys 89 Keaton Batman and Joker as a set um, from somebody. Gotcha. But at the time, like... I was working on a television show. It didn't seem like uh, it was, also those were the salad. The price, the never, price of those were go keep going up. Yeah. So like, I always like look over at them and be like, "Well, if things get really bad, yeah. like break case in case of <laughs> yep. emergency." True. True. It's always good. I every now and then look at my wall of action figures and just kind of do an estimate of how much they are, and I'm like, okay, so if anything ever really goes bad, mine is all. I've out. got about two grand that I can just. Get away with. Yeah, mine is out of box, and it's uh, so they're they're just worthless now. But that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the same it. with me. Like I yeah. open everything. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't even. Uh, probably the most I've spent was. See, I'm, I'm just I'm a, I'm a cheapskate. Probably about eighty bucks, and I got it refunded. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I uh, I'm a Final Fantasy nerd, and I got a. Big Bahamut, oh, like Japanese great. figure. I spent eighty bucks on it, and uh, one of the things broke upon delivery. And I took a picture, and I'm like, "Hey, this thing's broken." And they're like, "Oh, we're sorry. Here's your money back." And yeah, I just took super glue and I put it together, and everything's fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's how it works. But yeah, uh, probably that, or um, probably the most I've. That's kind of the beauty of oh, like the, action figure mm. and toy collecting is that you can do it without spending a fortune. Sometimes well, that's, I think uh, why people uh, like if the you Funko can so if you much. do it well. Yeah, that's the thing is that Funkos are affordable. Probably the most I've ever paid for a Funko, and it's just because it was rare or Chase or that type of thing it was probably about forty bucks, which for a collector's item ain't awful. Which Funko was it? Um, I believe it was it was one of the Batman ones. Oh, it was, I think it was a White Lantern Batman. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, but yeah, uh, the, the, I try I try to cap it because there was a Parunga from Dragon Ball Z right. recently come out, and it was a Comic Con exclusive that Hot Topic was selling, and that thing was for retail probably about thirty bucks or so, but it is now eighty nine dollars on the secondary market. I'm like, eh, I don't need that. That just takes up space, right? It goes from fun to fuck it very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had those where I'm like, I don't need that. That's fine. Yeah. 
I'm now just out of space on most of my shelves. I'm, I'm out, like, ah, yeah. this is all capped until I can buy a new case or shelf. Yeah, until or- I sell a television show and have a one-bedroom apartment Ooh. Uh, instead of my luscious studio. Um then yeah, that's, that's the dream. That's, that's where the cap is. Yeah. For anyone not in LA, I want you to remember that if you sell a TV show, you might <laughs> yes. get a one bedroom apartment. They um, want to raise my rent in my apartment by ten percent. Wow, because that's the market. Like, what's that? Fuck what the market? Uh, this yeah. town. I so I may move into like a motorhome and buy that sail barge. <laughs> there you go. Honestly, you you would be a homeowner. That's yeah. more than that's more than most of our generation. If I like, if I lived in like a van next to like a storage unit with my toys, <laughs> I think I'd be happy. You know, if that works gets for it you, done. Man. yeah, yeah. Would so, you be able to get Wi-Fi in your van? I can barely get Wi-Fi in my apartment. Yeah, see, therein lies <laughs> right. the problem. You would have to have a Starbucks nearby. For so the this Wi-Fi. sail barge is it big enough? I'm assuming it is to have all of the like six inch figures, all the black sears oh, on it, or is it? No, well, it's not for six inch. It's scaled for three and three. Oh well, right. see, now, now I need no, the six inch. Now version. my my question, uh, follow up. How does it compare to? And my memory's fuzzy on this. The GI Joe aircraft carrier set playset. Because um, that's a very good question. Because back because back in the day, that was the holy fuckwits. What's happening? Toy. I haven't spent time with the uh, aircraft carrier in years, so I don't know exactly. I don't know the the dimensions the ins and yeah. outs, the dimensions. Like I feel like in my mind, the aircraft carrier uh, is a lot bigger than it actually is uh, because I remember seeing it as a child, and yeah. it just being this massive thing. I think the sail barge is much bigger. It probably is. Uh, uh, just no are we talking over your head? Uh, were you a G.I. Joe collector growing up? Not or, really. Or I had a lot of like my dad's and uncle's, and it was all kind of secondhand oh. G.I. Joe stuff. I didn't buy a lot of the new stuff that was coming out because I had just so much of the 80s stuff oh. that I kind of was like, fine. <laughs> like, a little before the time for 89, Blake. Oh. What you didn't subscribe to GI Joe Extreme I back didn't. in the nineties? I was like that, I everyone was a 90, else in America, right? I was a nineties kid, but everything got extreme. I was like, "What are we doing? Why are the Looney Tunes Extreme Space Force heroes?" Shut up! Now? Punch in the throat. I yeah. loved it. It was time. It was time for everything to get extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We X were Games. Every, everyone wanted dark, gritty Looney Tunes. That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, God, remember that? The nine eleven happened, and we all kind of mellowed out somehow. Yeah, while still being ultra violent. I always think weird. it's really weird that in a post nine eleven world, when anthrax was in the mail, we're all very comfortable with two day delivery from Amazon. Do you remember? Did it, was I oh, just yeah. young enough where it was like, don't open the mail, Blake? There's might be anthrax in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't concerned about the anthrax. Well, that was a thing in Chicago for a while. I had, well, uh, some of us were in Chicago, starts. Blake. Well, you know, that's where they thought that third some plane was going. Some of us grew up in the 80s and 90s, Blake. Fascinating. I had Marvel we Legend had... variants to find. Oh, I couldn't God. worry about anthrax oh. in the mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marvel Legends. I had a shit ton of those. Still do. But it's, oh. Uh, that was another one in which I had to, had another heroin problem that I had to step back from. Yeah, I got, I after buying... 
all of the Toy Biz ones, I got out of buying the Hasbro ones. Mm-hmm. And now in the last three years, they've managed to uh, drag me Suck back. Suck you back in. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Blake, I think uh, you mentioned that you have those Build-A-Figure pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you, I you will grab those when we're done. That'd be great. Uh-oh. What are you building? Uh, I think I'm going to be able, with Blake's assistance, to build this uh, kingpin. Oh, okay. That's good. I mean, that's a good build a figure. They've been kind of lame lately. He he bought the two figures that I didn't want from the wave. Oh, okay. So this is going to actually so works out. This could all work you out. See, yeah. there, what's worse is, and WWE dabbled with build a figure for a little while, yeah. but they would always pick. Ones in which are like, I don't need that. Um, like, well, that's where you and I. Uh, <laughs> are you very really different. needed corporate Kane, the action figure. We've been Build over my love of old men in suit action fair, figures. Fair enough. And this is true, and you could revise him as Mayor of Knox County Kane based on the outfit. <laughs> this is it's it's almost exclusively the build of figures were old men in suits. And pretty much, yeah. Like, there's, like, six of them that come to mind. Wasn't there a Jarvis at one point for Marvel Legends? I could be dead wrong. I don't think so. They've done near fucking everybody. The the, the WWE build-a-figures were, like, uh, they were all, like, general managers. Right. (laughs) Paul Heyman, I think, was one. Yeah, Heyman. Teddy Long, I want to say. Yes, Teddy Long. Um, Corporate Kane. uh, Yeah, Corporate Kane. uh, General Manager Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. uh, J.J. Dillon, which is my favorite. Oh, that's right. I Uh, forgot about J.J. two of those. You got two J.J. Dillons? Just in case something happened. You got J.J.J. Dillon? (laughs) Wait, J.J.J.J.? I I forgot the fourth J. 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 Uh, Four Horsemen, four J's. uh, Paul Bear, I think we already went over that one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was there a J.R., maybe? Uh, yeah, there was a JR, okay. John uh, Laurinaitis. Okay, yeah, that's a. Um, yeah, it's all men in suits. <laughs> and I love all that of them. That makes sense, <laughs> though, because those are probably the ones that non collectors would just be like, I don't need to spend $20 on that. But then the people who want it will be like, I'm going to build this thing and buy everything right, in the line. But compare it to a, uh, from a profit making standpoint, compared to like, let's say a Rocky Maivia, which is what The Rock was originally. Back in '96, getting that as a build a figure would probably right. be more appealing than man in suit form. I I'm proving you wrong. Yeah, apparently so. I bought <laughs> figures I never well, would have bought just to get well, these old let me, men in let me, suit build a figure. Fair enough. You are the one niche that <laughs> that Mattel can depend on. <laughs> But the the day the glory days of the old man in a suit the glory, are over. Uh, the glory day, they we'll are see. over. We'll see. I would love. I would love. There will this. always be old men in suits. Just yeah. I would built a little uh, boardroom place. Yeah, exactly. Have them all. Just kind of like a madman type place that like there's a copy machine. There's more a, briefcases. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why don't like they various have papers. <laughs> There's God. little word. There's like little uh, speakers. Be like, oh no, I lost the Jenkins account, or you know, it's like my personal version of Marwin, but from a few <laughs> weeks I had to work in an office. And you're not obsessed with the shoes. <laughs> I'm just I'm like working. Welcome out. to temp work. That's the <laughs> like, oh uh, god. One day I'll have an office people. job. <laughs> I wish my office had a window. 
<laughs> be nice. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me. Eric, of anything course. you want to plug? Anything coming up? Uh, please uh, listen to the Raging Joy podcast on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and some other places where podcasts are heard. I have a guest on. We talk about the thing that makes him the most angry in the world, and then flip the script, and I ask him what brings him the most joy on this planet. And then hopefully we get to engage in that thing that brings him joy. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric W. Barnes to see where I am performing, let's face it, in Los Angeles somewhere near you. Well, I can tell you right now what brings me anger is that I didn't buy that sale barge. And joy would be... Pete Dunn. There you go. Can we snip that and I can make that in my episode? I'll send it over to you. It's the right, whole one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, before they do that, they should leave us a review on iTunes and give us five stars to help out the show. Then they should go on Twitter and find us at the How Do You Figure PC, which is the name of our Twitter account. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash How Do You Figure Podcast and on Instagram at How Do You Figure Podcast. You can also email us at How Do You Figure Podcast at gmail.com. And that's it. Cool. Thanks for having me again, guys. Of course. Thank you so much, Eric.